Good morning, good afternoon, brother. I hope you're doing great. Today, this episode is about science to transform our sex life. I'm going to be doing a deep dive into Emily Nagoski's book called Come As You Are, subtitled The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life. I recently finished reading this book. It took me quite a while to get through it. It's a big book packed with extremely helpful and real information that is backed by science and studies. And Emily Nagoski is a sex researcher who's been working in this field for decades. So she really knows her stuff when it comes to this. And what I'm going to do in this episode uh, is to break down the three biggest bits of that book that stood out to me and give you some tools that you can take away from today to start using and testing out in your own life. So let's jump straight into this and also I want to say that I'm going to leave a link in the description uh, with a tool, with an exercise that you can go and click on that and complete the tool yourself and I'll talk a bit more about that shortly. Okay, so the first biggest takeaway was about context. Context is key in understanding what turns us on and what turns us off. And as guys, of course, part of that is what leads to erections or what leads to getting stressed in a sex situation. There's so many different examples of context and we're all different when it comes to this. There's no one set way that it should be or shouldn't be. So what do I mean by context? Well, things like our emotional state or our environment, for example, if it's hot or cold, uh, how well we're sleeping, things like the feeling of connection in our relationship, how we talk about our self to ourselves, particularly when it comes to things like body image, and other things that come into context as well, like past memories or any feelings of shame or guilt or worries about STIs, pregnancies. So there's so many different things that can form context around sex that can be triggers for us of whether we're able to feel relaxed and calm and enjoy sex or whether we feel stressed and as we talk about, our body then goes into a fight or flight state, which is when erection challenges happen. So this was the first area, the first biggest takeaway that by understanding our context, and I'm going to get onto a bit later on exactly how we can do that. This is the tool that I was talking about that I'll put in the description. But understanding our context individually is so important when it comes to figuring out how to have sex that we actually enjoy, that feels good and where we feel calm and relaxed. As we know, there's no silver bullets with any of this stuff, but I really started to understand from reading this book just how much of a role context plays in sex. So that's the first one, context. Second one is Emily really busts some massive myths throughout the book. Myths both for men and for women. Now, the book is primarily aimed at women, but whether you're a single guy or in a relationship, there are really important takeaways and fascinating takeaways to read in that book. So first up, the myths that were busted that stood out to me for women is that when it comes to women's pleasure, 70% of women do not orgasm through penetrative sex. 
70%, I'll just repeat that, 70% of women do not orgasm through penetrative sex. And the book really goes into that, which is a whole different, uh, we could spend an hour just talking on that with what Emily presents in the book. But it was fascinating for me to understand that. Because of course, there can be all sorts of pressures that we put ourselves under from conversations that I have with other guys as well around the world that we can think we failed or something's not right and especially for the woman you know understanding this for herself and I don't want to speak on behalf of women here because I you know I don't have that point of view but for me just I can imagine not orgasming through penetrative sex and feeling like I don't know if something's wrong with me. And the book really helped to dispel those myths. And then the second one around women's pleasure was that a woman being wet or not is not a reliable indicator of whether she's actually turned on or turned off. Her wanting it and saying that she wants it genuinely, that is the reliable indicator our bodies react differently when it comes to arousal. Some people get wet, some people don't. Same with guys. Some guys pre-cum, other guys don't. Some guys pre-cum a lot, other guys don't. So these things are normal. We're not told to believe that we're they're normal through things like porn or what, things that we read online, whatever it may be. We would think it's understandable to see why we think that something is wrong with us. But actually, being wet is not an indicator, a reliable indicator of whether a woman is turned on or not. Her giving consent and saying that she wants it, genuinely, that is a much more reliable indicator. Okay, and then what about for guys? Well, this was the big eye-opener that really stood out to me when it comes to myths about erections. Because we all have this thing of... I should be able to just get hard like that, okay? Why can't I? The conversations that I have with guys around the world, and this is a common pattern that comes up where guys will say, you know, I see someone hot in the street and I'm not able to get an erection like I used to be able to. We have this belief that we should be able to get an immediate erection as soon as we're turned on. And the truth is, it doesn't work that way. That is not the way that it happens. Again, going back to what we would, it's understandable what we would believe through porn or through movies, that this is what we see, instantaneous erections. But the reality is that Emily reveals in the book, there were scientific studies done on this, and only 50% of the time, 50% of the time, when a guy desires sex, is there an erection? A genital response, as she calls it in the book. So they did scientific studies on this, and the statistics were 50% of the time men will get an erection when they desire sex. The other 50% of the time they won't. We don't see that in porn. <laughs> right, who saw that on the movie? It doesn't exist. It's not the picture that we see. So... 
What does this mean? Well, it means that we can stop putting unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Yes, of course, we want to get erection problems sorted. Yes, we want to move away from performance anxiety and being stressed when it comes to sex so that we can get hard, stay hard and have incredible sex and build even more of a bond and connection with our partner. So those things are all what we want. And at the same time, what we're saying is let's not create unnecessary pressure by having unrealistic expectations that we should be able to get hard whenever we decide at the click of a finger and if we're not able to do that then something's wrong with us because that simply isn't true and the something is wrong with me mindset creates even more stress even more pressure which leads to even more stress when it comes to a sex state okay there's even less chance that we're going to be able to get hard if we're in this mindset of thinking what's wrong with me i'm not normal okay so those were the two myths that really stood out to me myths for women's pleasure and myths for erections and then the final area which links in really nicely with context is that we all have sexual breaks and sexual accelerators We all have what Emily calls sexual breaks and sexual accelerators. Some of us have more sensitive breaks. Some of us have more sensitive accelerators. And some of us have a mix of both. And everything in between that, which is totally normal. But the important thing is to understand what activates our breaks. And when I say breaks, you know, what stops us from wanting to have sex or being able to have sex, and what makes us want, so this is the accelerator, what makes us want to have sex, right, or triggers our arousal, or triggers our erections. Understanding what puts on the brakes, what puts on the accelerators, gives us the key to figuring out what type of sex works for me, what type of sex works for me, and this is it sounds obvious, right? But this is fundamental to be able to have in great sex. So in the book, Emily has a worksheet to allow us to figure out if we have more sensitive brakes or more sensitive accelerators, uh, which is helpful, though personally, I think we instinctively know that, right? We can kind of say, okay, am I the type of person that avoids, do I avoid sex? Do I feel almost a bit repelled by sex? In that case, we can see that we have highly sensitive breaks. If anything that happens can stop me from wanting to have sex and I just lose any arousal straight away or it's difficult for me to get arousal, then we can say that we have sensitive breaks. right? If there's a 50-50 split of, yeah, sometimes that can happen. Uh, but also, you know, providing that most things are okay, uh, that I'm not feeling too stressed or not feeling whatever it may be, but I like having sex and I want to have sex. So that would be around, you know, let's say 50-50 cent between brakes and accelerators. And then what would be a sensitive accelerator? Well, we'd know we'd have a sensitive accelerator if we got turned on very easily by many things. <laughs> I'm talking about if we feel like sexually we have quite a high libido uh, we or we have a high sex drive or many different things can make us 
feel a bit turned on or horny, right? In that sense, then I would say we have a sensitive accelerator. And by the way, I just want to make a distinction here. Having sensitive brakes or a sensitive accelerator doesn't correlate with erections, uh, getting erections, okay? In some cases it does, but as the research we said earlier on, only 50% of the time. So it's just important that we distinguish these differences between brakes, accelerators, and then our actual bodily response, which is where the context comes into it. Because it may be the situation where I have a sensitive accelerator, but the context isn't right. So I may feel like this should turn me on or I get turned on by this. But because there's some other kind of context going on, for example, let's say if I was shaming myself about my body or I didn't feel happy with my relationship or connection or if I hadn't slept well that night, then that's going to impact, right? That's going to impact my ability to actually be able to follow through with sex. Hopefully that makes sense. So how do we figure out our context? That's really the key. Out of all of today, out of all of this episode, the number one thing that I'd like you to take away is how do we figure out our context and understanding your personal context? To be able to do that, what I'm going to do is uh, put a link in the description to this podcast. There's a a sheet that I've created after reading this book and from conversations with other men that I thought, okay, this would be helpful for us to start figuring out what impacts our context. I've called it the 12 boxes tool. And what I'd like you to do is click on the link in the description that says 12 boxes tool. And that will take you straight to a sheet that you can fill out. Okay, and you'll see a set of boxes on there. This will take you about five minutes to do maximum. And you just circle the score. Uh, I've put the, the key on the boxes so that you can understand what the key is. So when I'm saying the key, by the way, zero equals calm and peaceful, 10 equals anxious or tense. You'll see what I mean when you click on this. Uh, but I've put the explanation on the boxes so that you can understand how the scores work and how where to circle. And this will then start to give you the very first view of what context works for you and what may be impacting sexual function. What may be impacting the ability to get turned on. What is going on in the moment that's leading to performance anxiety and erection problems. This is a very helpful new way to start looking at this that I believe you will get great value from. So I want you to head to the description now, click on that link, the 12 boxes tool, that will take you straight to the page where you can complete this exercise. And then I'd like you to email it through to me so that we can have a talk about your context and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And that's a free talk, by the way, so that we can figure out, okay, cool, these are the areas that seem to be impacting the context and what to do, what can you do as a result of understanding that to start getting back to having sex, how it used to be, and feeling normal again, because that's what we're going for here. So head to that link now, 12 boxes tool will take you five minutes to complete, send that through to me, and then we'll go through what to do to start having great sex. And I hope this has been useful for you. I hope there's been at least one takeaway that stood out, something that you didn't know before. For me, I would say context and also just understanding myself that 
okay, I don't need to have unrealistic expectations of when I get an erection and when I don't. I don't need to put unnecessary pressure on myself and nor do you either because we all do that to ourselves enough as it is anyway. I'll see you at the 12 Boxes tool.